Now, this church has seen a lot of change over the past couple of years, and today marks another transition in the life of this congregation. For today, we are gathered in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to induct Caroline Donald to the ministry of Pathway Baptist Church and to recognize her as its associate pastor. The church commenced its search for an associate pastor some 18 months ago, and today's induction marks the result of many months of prayer and a belief that God has anointed Caroline to be the person to minister to this congregation and to lead it in conjunction with Pastor Glenn over the coming years. In this service, we also dedicate ourselves to work in partnership with Caroline for the extension of God's Lordship in everyone's lives and to support her through our continuing fellowship, encouragement and prayer. Now Caroline and her husband Bruce and their children Luke, Joel, Zoe, Shayla and Rain are no strangers to many of us. Caroline and Bruce have been faithful children of this church and of Bullion Baptist Church before that for over 30 years. And I pray that with God's grace, as Caroline builds her ministry with support of Bruce and their family, that she will be strengthened and gifted by the power of our Heavenly Father to lead with integrity and love as she and her family mark a new season in their walk with God. Caroline, if I could please ask you to step forward. Caroline, at the call of the Holy Spirit, you have accepted the invitation to the pastorate of this church so that your faith and integrity of purpose may appear to all. I ask you now in the sight of God and in the presence of the people among whom you've come to minister to answer the following questions. Caroline, do you affirm your faith in Almighty God and confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Do you further affirm your faith in the good news of the Gospel as the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes? I do. Caroline, do you pledge yourself anew in your calling to pastoral ministry, to a daily consecration of all your strengths and abilities, to love the Lord Jesus Christ and to desire to see people accept him as their saviour and lord and to this end will you be faithful in prayer and to the study of the scriptures will you exercise the ministry of servant leadership as commanded and modeled by our lord jesus cooperate in unity and love with all those who work with you and seek to live a life worthy of your calling in christ jesus yes i will and now I'd like to ask the church, having called Caroline to this ministry, do you members of Pathway Baptist Church receive and acknowledge her as associate pastor? Will you maintain and strengthen her in ministry and give her all due respect, encouragement and support? Will you labor with her in faith, prayer, peace and unity so that her ministry will honor the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be a joy and blessing to all people? Yes. Great. <laughs> In the name of Jesus Christ, who anoints us all to serve others with love 
and compassion, I now confirm Caroline's induction to Pathway Baptist Church as its associate pastor. Caroline, may God's peace unfold you and may the inspiration of the Holy Spirit captivate you as you lead the people of God with wisdom, patience and hope. Brothers and sisters, will you please join me in welcoming Pastor Caroline Donald. I'd like now to invite the elders forward as we share in a time of prayer. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, today we thank you for the faith of our sister Caroline and ask that you'll bless her in this holy ministry of leadership and encouragement for all of us. Thank you for again for her faith. And we ask now that you'll continue to grow her in her faith and blessing so that we too may know you more intimately. For Jesus' sake, amen. Amen. <laughs> bless you. I now pass the time over to Caroline. Well, this morning I'm looking out on a very brave group of people. Um, and I just want to thank you all for the, the, your trust that you have placed in me um, and also for your faithfulness to trust God that he knows what he's doing in this place at this time. I want to thank as well the Pastoral Search Committee for the way that they diligently went about their task and made difficult decisions when they had to. Um, I was privileged to know what their list of preferences was um, and I didn't fit very many of them at all and yet they persisted and they worked through um, their decision-making process with prayer and so thank you to them. Thank you also to um, our two pastors, Pastor Glenn and Pastor Bruce, who have supported me and my family in prayer through this decision as we've worked through it over the last year. Um, and in particular to Pastor Bruce, who has in the last few months done his best to try and impart to me some of the things that I need to know um, for the journey ahead. Thank you also to my family who have supported me in everything that I have done. My parents and my parents-in-law who by now are, are quite well used to perhaps our unconventional decisions that, that I have made and Bruce has made throughout our life. Um, to my children who have handled um, this big change in their stride. It's one thing to be born into a family where the one parent is a pastor, but to have to take it on when you're a teenager is, is something quite else, so thank you to them. And finally, last but not least, to my husband, Bruce, who 
didn't envisage any of this for our future, um, but has loves me and loves this church enough to support uh, all of this that is, that is happening today. And I know that he will walk with me the whole journey. So thank you. He's a, you're a great husband and a great father. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carolyn. God bless you. Well, good morning, everybody. It's a full house. Isn't it great to be here to worship on this special occasion? It's fantastic, isn't it? To witness the beginning of a new chapter in the life of Pathway Baptist Church. So I'm here this morning simply to say thank you to our senior pastor, the Reverend Bruce Roberts, who this weekend relinquishes the post of senior pastor. He looks better already. <laughs> Following the induction of, of Carolyn as our associate pastor. But Bruce is not leaving us. As Christy, treasurer, Christy said the other day, once a pastor, always a pastor. <laughs> pastor Bruce will be an, an honorary pastor as his role at Pathway changes but both he and Cheryl will remain working and worshipping here, which is great. Note I said honorary pastor. I wanted to say honourable pastor, but we won't call him that because our, all our politicians are called honourable or the right <laughs> honourable members of parliament. I'm sure Pastor Bruce would not want to be tarred with that brush, especially after recent events. Pastor Bruce came to us in July 2011 as interim pastor. I note the date well because it was when we actually moved, the same week that we moved house in our household, and it was the 1st of July 2011. He, he came as interim pastor following the pastoral searches committee's rec recommendation. And I, as a member of that committee and chairman of the church at the time, was privy to all this, of course. But I was especially pleased because Cheryl was part of our first youth group. This puts her weights up. Cheryl was part of our youth, first youth group over 50 years ago. And the first youth group was a, a, a small group of 12-year-olds, would you believe, when, uh, we, first were, were, when we were first uh, started the church. And um, Bruce joined the group a little later. Now, we're in church, so... I'm sorry, I can't make any comments about Bruce and his exploits as a young man. <laughs> Ask him about them afterwards. So we've followed their service for God over many years with interest, knowing them and their family very well. After a few months, we invited Pastor Bruce to be our senior pastor. Now, you know, that was unheard of in those days too because you never ever had an interim pastor that became the senior pastor and we were advised not to. We said, he is the man for the job because God wants him here. And so, at the time, Pastor Bruce was asked how long he would expect to serve at Bulleen. He said five to seven years as he would be looking at retirement after that period. We have now come to this time. 
Before I move on, I just want us to thank Cheryl for her love and support, not just for Pastor Bruce and the church, but also for her service and care for many people within the fellowship for going the extra mile. And we want to say thank you, Cheryl. Pastor Bruce, thank you for your service to God and his church here at Bulleen, now Pathway. Thank you for being a man of God, a man of integrity, a strong leader who never compromised his Christian principles. Thank you for being a man of prayer. Thank you for faithfully preaching the gospel without fear or favour. Thank you for your enthusiasm in worship for stimulating us in worship, Bible study, prayer and service. Thank you that you always led us by example. And thank you for all the other things that you did that no one ever knows about, because there are a lot of them. We believe you were the man for this time in the life of the fellowship. You followed the, the pattern set by Pastor Gary Lockyer, who is here today, which is wonderful to see him, as you help to meld the fellowship between Balloon and Sun Life churches. We believe that God led you to us. It was his will. We want to say thank you again. So as a token of our appreciation, we'd like you to come forward and accept this gift from the fellowship. There are two gifts here. I won't tell you what they are. If you want to know, ask him afterwards. <laughs> Bruce, um, with this come our love to you and to Cheryl and say thank you for your service again. Thank you that you are a man of God and continue to be and continue not to compromise in any way whatsoever. And we just pray that God will bless you in the future as you still serve here in a different way perhaps, but nevertheless continue to serve and worship here. And we pray that God will bless you both uh, now. Thank you so much. Let's just pray for a second. Thank you, Father, for all your blessings. Thank you for sending Jesus to be our Saviour and Lord. And we just want to say thank you for bringing the Roberts to us here. We pray for them now that God will be with them as they continue to serve. Bless them as they have a little more time to explore your creation, your handiwork. Continue to use them in your work here on earth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And there is a card around, that, a big card for you to sign. If you haven't signed it on the way in at the back, please do so. It'll be in the foyer afterwards. Thank you. Excuse me, as I do so often. <laughs> I've been asked to just bring a short challenge to you today. And if you have your scriptures with you, I invite you to turn in them to John's Gospel, to chapter 3.
going to be reading a selection of verses commencing from verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can perform the miraculous signs you are doing if God were not with him. And in reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time in, into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. And to verse 16, these are the words of Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Yes, today is the beginning of a new era in the, in the life of Pathway Baptist Church. And it's a special time. As we've prayed for the future ministries of the church, the induction of Caroline Donald as our associate pastor is a step of faithful obedience to what God has revealed to us. It took a little while for us to realize, to, to hear, to understand. But God was persistent, as he so often is, when we don't listen carefully enough. And now as we look forward, we do so with a sense of hope, of anticipation, and a little excitement of what the Lord is going to do in the lives of people, not only in this church, but in the wider community around us. To be sure, Caroline has God's call on her life to pastorally minister and serve the Lord in this church. And by God's grace and your loving encouragement, I am sure that she will continue or contribute well in enabling this church to be more fruitful, more prayerful, and more spiritually productive in the days ahead. This is the hope and the prayer of everyone who takes on the mantle of ministry in service for the Lord. And as I come to the close of my own personal journey in pastoral ministry, well, full-time supported pastoral ministry, I reflect back on 40 years of service for the Lord. It was in March 1978 that Cheryl and I commenced our life of ministry and service together. 
And since that time, we've had the privilege of serving in six churches as well as a season internationally. Like many of God's servants who have gone before us, Shoal and I will now begin a new chapter of ongoing service in a more informal capacity. A few weeks ago, Pastor Glenn asked me about some of the lessons that I have learned over the past 40 years of pastoral ministry. And having reflected upon this, I realize that there are many things that I have learned, hundreds of different lessons. And today, I would just like to share a very few with you. The first one is that God is loving, gracious, and merciful. And that any ministry will only be as successful as we heed the will of God and allow him to have his way in our life. God truly is amazing. The second lesson is that the Bible is such an amazing resource for our life's direction. It is God's life manual to us as we do well, not only to read and study it, but to apply it in the many life lessons that we face. You buy a car, you get a manual. You buy a new washing machine, there's a manual. You get a refrigerator, there's a manual. You are born, there is a life manual, and that's the Bible. The third lesson is that in all things, it is good and right to put God first and never, never compromise with what the world says for the sake of expediency. This is how I've sought to live my life. Sometimes it's got me into trouble. Sometimes I've made a few people disappointed with me because I wouldn't compromise. But I believe that when God says something, he means it. And he doesn't compromise his own word. Neither should we. The fourth lesson is that none of us are perfect least of all me. And so from time to time, people, even in the church, may upset or disappoint us. But I've learned that that's okay. That's okay. As long as we, we remember that God should always be our real focus and not us. People will always disappoint you, and I'm sure that as in the past, I will continue from time to time to disappoint people. I apologize for that, but I must always be faithful to what I believe that God has called me to say and do. And as we meditate on the Lord, we learn the real importance of forgiveness. And so when people disappoint me, I've had to learn to forgive them. 
And when I disappoint them, I have to continue to ask for their forgiveness. Because it's forgiveness that opens the door for true godly love to have sway in all our relationships. And a fifth lesson. I've only chosen five for today. There were dozens and dozens that I could have done. I'll go through that with you later, Caroline. The fifth one is that in ministry, we do not convert anybody. Ultimately, it's not about what I can say or do that changes a person's heart toward God. A true faith response only comes as people themselves open their heart to God and allow him to convict them of their need for him. I just hope that sometimes I've been a conduit, a vessel, an encouragement for that relationship that that person can have with God. But ultimately, it is God himself who does the convicting and the converting. Now, Caroline, those are just some of the lessons. I hope that in time you'll be able to say amen to all of them. But as I've read the scriptures, I've also noticed that there are significant individuals throughout history who have had a tremendous impact in my life, in the Bible. The characters of the Bible, they are living characters, even today. And we can learn so much from them. And you will have your favourite characters, as I have had mine. And during these many years of continuous learning, there are a number of people in the Bible with whom I have had a sense of affinity. I've personally identified with Simon Peter, of whom I have often spoken. This young man who had foot-in-mouth disease. He would speak and later on think, whoops, maybe I shouldn't have said that. This young man who was bold enough to declare what he believed when the others were going, ooh, um, mm, is anybody else listening? Should I say this? Peter was outspoken and he was courageous and he was steadfast. He's been an inspiration for me. And of course, another one was the young man that we wrote of, or that we read of this morning, Nicodemus. You see, both Peter and Nicodemus were flawed people and they were on a life journey with God. I identify with them because I also am a flawed individual and every day is part of that life journey with the Lord. Having said this, the passage that I read earlier has always been a challenge and an inspiration to me. You see, Nicodemus was a religious leader of the nation of Israel. He served as a Pharisee and as a member of the Sanhedrin. He was a pastor 
He was a man with a godly heart. And he wanted his life to be lived in a way that was not focused on himself, but on God. And when he came to the Lord Jesus, he did so with a genuine searching heart. Before he only had the Old Testament, he only had ritual and tradition. But he saw something in the Lord Jesus that was pointing him to know God in a new and special way. And he wanted to search that out. And when he came to the Lord Jesus, he did so with a genuine searching heart. And he understood that true religion was more than a matter of creeds, of rituals, of sacrifices and traditions. He was searching for a genuine life relationship with God. And the Lord Jesus understood the heart of Nicodemus, which is why he said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And in response, Nicodemus asked, How can a a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Naturally, these words of Jesus confused Nicodemus as they confuse many people even today. You see, Nicodemus only understood the world around him from a naturalist perspective. And the Lord Jesus was talking in terms of the spiritual dimension of life. In verse 5, the Lord Jesus reiterated his statement to Nicodemus to give him time for his heart and his mind to take in the significance and the importance of what he said. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. In your relationship with God, there has to be a new point of beginning in your life. You're not born a Christian. It's a decision that you have to make. And to be sure, as, as these words of the Lord sunk into Nicodemus's consciousness, it was a conversation that shattered all of his previous assumptions of life and faith in God. And as part of this conversation, in verses 16 and 17, the Lord Jesus then said these famous words of encouragement and blessing, words which have been a central part of my life's ministry. Jesus said, For God so loved the world. He loves the world. He loves you and me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. What a wonderful promise. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. 
and the symbol of our salvation today is the empty cross. The empty cross. Jesus is not dead and hanging on the cross. It's empty. He rose again. And he has shown us the way. The true and living way. And it was in that conversation that Nicodemus had his life changed forever. In the days and months that follow, we read in John chapter 7, verse 50, how Nicodemus defended the Lord Jesus and his ministry before the Sanhedrin. He did not follow the line. He did not maintain the status quo in the Sanhedrin. Nicodemus stood up and defended Jesus. Also in John 19, verse 39, it was Nicodemus along with Joseph of Arimathea who anointed the body of Jesus in preparation for burial. You don't do this on the eve of Passover unless your heart is filled with a loving devotion because by anointing a dead body on the eve of Passover, he defiled himself. He took on that defilement because of his love of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, we do well to heed the witness of Nicodemus who grew in his relationship with the Lord Jesus and who stood in defense of him at a time when many others only sought to condemn him. As Caroline steps forward and begins her new ministry among us, my prayer is that God will grant her the fullness of his Holy Spirit. May she be filled with great insight, wisdom and discernment. May she have the courage and the determination to boldly stand for all that is approved of God and according to his will. And may she be inspired and thrilled with the joy and love of the Lord such that he will be evident to all who meet her. Also, my prayer for Caroline is that she will experience the love, the support and the encouragement of us all as she steps up to lead and guide us in our ongoing walk, faith walk with the Lord. As the Lord's people in this place, there is a challenge and a responsibility for each one of us today as we not only commission Caroline, but also as we commit and consecrate ourselves to the Lord's ongoing life and ministry in and through this place. As I close, let me just say to those of you who are Pathway and friends of Pathway, thank you so much for the privilege that it has been to live among you and to work and serve you in the name of our Lord. I began my ministry of pastoral service following our wedding in this place. And we come now to conclude our formal ministry of pastoral service 
here in this place. It has been a joy and I thank you so much for allowing us to do that. Caroline, she's all yours now. <laughs> To God be all the glory, all the honour and all the praise. Amen. Pastor Bruce, don't forget your gift, otherwise it's mine. I don't have to retire to receive a gift. How good is that? of the church as a whole not this church but church at large and the brokenness of Christ's body forgive us for the way we allow our words and deeds to destroy hope and diminish other people's lives forgive us for our selfish arrogant criticisms of others and our failure to be the meek of the earth Forgive us that too often we reflect the attitudes and values of a world that has turned its back on its maker and not those of the kingdom of God. Forgive us that we break what was meant to be whole and hinder everything that would bring healing and trust. Forgive us, renew us, make us vessels of your grace to a broken and hurting world through this church. We dedicate this church building project to you. Lord, may we never forget that we build it is to honor Jesus Christ is that this is a vessel for you to use to be a vehicle to this community that many people may find hope and love and peace and joy in the person of Jesus Christ the church will outlast all of us but throughout the years it has withstand all sorts of criticisms all sorts of attack it will survive because you are in it. You are real. You are resurrected from the dead. You are not confined in this church. You are alive. And we thank you. May you bless this church as we begin the uh, project, the construction in a month's time. May you protect every workers, every tradies, plumber, electrician, everyone who step into this place as they build. They will be safe. They will have peace, they will have joy while working in this place. And when we are all built and done, may it all bring you glory and honor. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We commit and commission this building project today. We thank you. We ask all this thing in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to invite you now to uh, sing this beautiful hymn. There are four stanzas to this. It's my favorite hymn. It's the only hymn that I know that captured the entire story of Christianity, from the birth of Jesus to his death and to the future when he will return again. It's being sung in the Irish tune of Danny Boyce, Danny's Boy. And I invite you to stand as we sing this song, I Cannot Tell. And sing it, raise your voice as we sing this song, I Cannot Tell. I cannot 
Thank you, Lord. Empires come, empires fall. Everything just move and come and gone. And we thank you that you are always there. Thank you, Lord. You are a great God. We love you, Lord. Go forth now into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no man evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all men. Love and serve the Lord. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.